Coming to you from the lab where they talk about guns, gear, training, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Mike and Big Key, and this is The Gun Experiment. How's it going, everybody, and welcome to The Gun Experiment. This week, Keith and I have Charlie riding shotgun with us, discuss guns and cars, and shoot the shit about the best and worst cities in America. I just want to remind everyone that we drop new episodes on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month, so be sure to subscribe and share the show with friends. And as always, across the table, I have the big man with me. Big Keith is in the house. Keith, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing well, Mike. How are you doing? I am hanging in there. I am uh, excited to be recording. Yeah. And uh, hanging out with a new friend and... Yeah, it's getting a little uh, it's getting a little cold up here in New York though. I, I I put the bike away and I drove up. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I, I figured uh, with the uh, speed of how quick you got up here, <laughs> I actually made a cup of coffee in between too. So yeah, definitely made it a little faster. Did you take the Mustang? <laughs> no, I would have heard you. You didn't take you the Mustang. Yeah, I yeah. didn't want to wake up your kids. Yeah, that's fair. That's or fair. the entire kids in all the neighborhood. <laughs> all the kids everywhere. Uh, you sound a little, uh, little raspy. You all right? <clears throat> yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I had a, uh, a little cough develop and, uh, but I feel good and, uh, I think I'm okay. All so, right. you know, if you I cough, we'll either live with it or I'll edit it out. One or the other. Yeah. One or the other. Yeah. Either or. Oh, and I, I meant to, I wanted to bring up, um, I had told you that another one of my grandfather's guns have made its uh, way home and I meant to bring it up to show you tonight. And, yeah, I do want to see it. And I forgot, but yeah, you're slowly getting a lot of them back, which is kind of yeah, cool, right? Well, this one was, um, it, it had gotten to a cousin of mine and, um, uh, he's getting ready to retire, downsizing a little bit. And he called me up and he said, you know, this should go to you this should be with you that's cool and uh i was i was really excited to have it so it's a it's a remington um it's a model 760 i believe a pump action rifle okay. uh, 35 which is kind of like a weird it's a it's a short action uh, round i believe uh-huh. um but it's cool it looks good it's in pretty good shape i'm excited is and it a hunting round like, it is a hunt? hunting round yeah. It. yeah yeah it, it was my grandfather's hunting rifle it was the gun he hunted with gotcha um and uh well you should take one deer with that at least I, one deer you know i will yeah that yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. sentimental yeah. side of you, that's yeah. kind of cool yeah, you know all right so let's get this thing going and uh, we'll introduce the guest in a minute but uh i have one request for our listeners tonight just one request and that is i would like uh, everyone to obviously subscribe to the show if you like what we're doing and then we've asked before but if you could leave a five-star review and a comment for us i'd appreciate it uh we've been kind of pushing the um the mailing list and people have been joining which is great but i would like to uh read some new reviews so if you're out oh, there you, yeah. and you've been listening for a while leave us a review and obviously we'll read on the air and you know well, we want to hear from you guys i like reviews are there any good names no i haven't gotten we haven't gotten like any new ones in, okay. in a couple episodes but i'm sure someone will send one in soon so if you're out there listening and you like us send one in keith likes them I like to read them. Yeah. And uh, our sponsor for this episode is Spartan Armor System. Obviously, we've we had them on the show and we've uh, we were excited a couple episodes ago to to bring them into the the stable a bit. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, you get 15 percent off with our discount code of gun experiment 15 free shipping, free shipping on all orders. And the holidays are right around the corner. Right. So, yeah, buy yourself a gift if you want. I Keith's a fan of that. I usually do. So should we get into this thing? I think we should. All right, let's do it. Our guest tonight is a firearms instructor, Second Amendment advocate, and the host of the outrageous YouTube show, Riding Shotgun with Charlie. Please welcome Charlie Cook to the show. What's going on, Charlie? 
Thanks, gents. I am honored to be here. Oh, honored to have you on the show. I've uh, I've seen your show before, and uh, I've actually heard you on some other interviews, and it is a it is a crazy idea. I don't know if people out there know uh, what riding shotgun with Charlie is. Um, can you tell our listeners the basic premise of your show? Yeah, the the basic premise of my show is that I get in a car, which I call my stagecoach. And I interview someone that's in the gun community and we talk about how they got into firearms and what led them to what what they're doing. And it's it's whatever they're doing. I've talked to people that are instructors and activists and authors and um, people that have used a gun to save their life. And it's it's fun. I, I, I certainly stole the idea from carpool uh, carpool karaoke. Mm-hmm. There was a, a chubby English guy that. Um, <laughs> You know, a, ch- a chubby guy that spoke English, uh, that, that was English, and I'm a chubby guy that speaks English. So I look at that and I'm like, like, man, I can do this. This, see, this is pretty simple. You get in the car, you drive around, you talk. Like, I do this all the time. It's not I, a big deal. I thought actually maybe it was comedians in cars with coffee is who uh, uh, Jerry um, Seinfeld, right? It's, it's, it's the same. I guess Jerry had the idea first. I don't know. I, I don't know who had the idea first. Um, I've had people ask me, they're like, so do you pick up strangers and drive them around and give them prizes? I'm like, um, no, this isn't cash cab. And um, <laughs> I I don't make any money at this. So I, I have nothing to give people. <laughs> have you ever have you ever had an uh, an anti Second Amendment person in the car with you? I have not had an anti Second Amendment uh, person. It could get I, awkward. You're yeah, in a car it, with them. It, it could yeah, get awkward. That's why I'm could, like... Yeah, like I mean, I could, I might kick him out. I mean, I might even slow down before I kicked him out. You well, know? you got to make sure you have like a James Bond ejector button, and, and just... <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know, unlock the doors, unbuckle their seatbelt, and take a hard left turn. Yeah, see yeah. if they fall out. <laughs> when when did you first realize that you had a passion for firearms, and and that you know this would lead to this? So I uh, I didn't grow up hunting or shooting. My my game plan in life uh, was to be a musician. And uh, I realized that fat boys that play the trombone do not get to be rock stars. <laughs> so uh, I've been a I've been a band teacher for man forever. <laughs> uh, I did spend ten years in a, gigging in a Motown disco funk band, and uh, we opened up for Ray Charles, and, and we played with Meatloaf one time, and, and we, oh, had, wow. we had our share of cool gigs. Yeah. But um, after I had kids. Uh, you know, things change after you have kids and it sounds like you guys have young kids. So that's, that's when things change for me. And I realized I've got this little boy that is my responsibility and I, I need to be able to protect him and I have to be able to protect me to protect him. And I was, I was teaching in a school and the, uh, on September 11th and I watched everything unfold and I ended up, um, sitting in the teacher's room and I, I was relatively, relatively new to politics and I didn't really know where I stood on political things and um, sitting in the teacher's room and the teachers, the the principal had a meeting with us and said that if anyone got in the school, that's not supposed to be there. He would get on the intercom and he would say the Eagle has landed. And that means we're supposed to lock our doors and hide under the desks. (laughs) And I'm like, that's, that's a crap attitude because I, I'm in a different building and I don't have desks. So this really doesn't work for me. Yeah, really. (laughs) So I told him, I said, hey, uh, I sat in the teacher's room with a bunch of liberal Democrat teachers. And I'm like, you know, if the teachers on the first floor all had guns, they could shoot the bad guy. And uh, teachers on the second floor can keep teaching. And then we need like half the grief (laughs) counseling and all that sort of stuff. 
And then they looked at me like I was crazy. You, yeah, I was going to say, they must have looked at you like you had three heads. Yeah, so we had a February vacation coming up, and I was I was married at the time. So I'm like, I'm going to show you guys what this is about. I'm going to go get a gun. And I found out that living in Massachusetts, you had to take a class. You had to apply at the police. You had to go through all this stuff to get a class, uh, to get a gun license. And I started the process in February, and I think by June, I had a gun license. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because uh, very similarly, well, maybe not, maybe not exactly the same, but I kind of grew up around guns. My dad always had them. My cousins always had them at the hunting camp. And I just kind of grew up like, man, it's, my, my cousins are so cool. They walk around with like a pistol on their side. I just thought it was the coolest thing, you know? And I knew, I always knew like what, when I got older, I wanted one, you know? And then I did. And then somewhere around like 21, like when I was, I had gotten, got, gotten one, I was so my wild oats and I'm like, Forget the gun. Like I, I got a different gun on my mind, and I want to like get out to the bar and and use it, you know. And uh, and then similar to you, when I when I got married and I got settled down, I kind of was like, man, I I kind of miss the whole shooting stuff. And I got back into it. So my wife would be like, where did this come from? And I'm like, it was always there. You just didn't know yeah. about it. It was suppressed. Yeah, exactly. I, there was only enough blood to run one head. And- <laughs> <laughs> so Charlie, yeah. You- it- no, I'm sorry. Go for, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. For, for us, it was it was one of these things where I wanted to um, um, I, I became a card carrying NRA member and I, I actually have a my president's Charlton Heston bumper sticker. And that's honestly <laughs> why I joined the NRA. I have it like laminated and used to keep it on my visor and stuff. <laughs> and um, uh, my uh, my mother, I told my mom, I'm like, hey, this gun stuff is pretty cool. I think I'd like to get into this. And my my, my father died when I was a young boy. So. My mom said, well, why don't you come out to the Midwest and get your dad's guns? I'm like, we had guns in the house? I had no idea. <laughs> so I drove out to the Midwest. I brought home my grandfather's uh, single shot 12 gauge. I brought home my father's uh, Browning Light 12 and a, a Browning Challenger pistol and some little uh, a replica of a Sharps four-barrel Derringer that my mom had. Wow. You pull, yeah, you pull the hammer back and the firing pin rotates. Huh. Very cool. I'm actually looking at the picture on your website right now and it has you with your grandfather's shotgun, which I think is really cool. Yeah, that's that's right up my alley. I'm a very sentimental guy, too, as you heard me talking in the beginning of the show here. So I, I was happy to see that picture. Yeah, very mm-hmm. cool. I'll, I'll tell you this. The When my son turned 12, I went out to get him a 20-gauge shotgun and I went to a, a local gun store and I found uh, my, my grandfather's gun was an Ivor Johnson champion in 12-gauge. And I found an Ivor Johnson champion in 20 gauge that I bought from my son. And I get, um, I bought it to him for when he was 12 and he's like, I don't want a gun. So when he turned 15, he got his FID card and would legit, we're driving home from the police station. He's like, so can you like transfer that shotgun to me now? Said, Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the beginning of the, uh, the pandemic, um, I told my daughter, I'm like, well, Hey, we got 14 days to flatten the curve. Uh, we need to get you a shotgun in case somebody comes over. Yeah. And we went, we went to another gun store and found an Ivor Johnson champion in 16 gauge. And I, so I've got an Ivor Johnson champion. That was my father or my grandfather's. And then one for my daughter and one for my son. Oh, that's cool. That's, cool. that's really cool. So yeah, I, I love that stuff. So Charlie, you've had a lot of uh, great guests in your car with you. I actually looked at your guest list and there's a lot of cool names in there. If you had to choose only one, uh, who did you have the most fun with? Oh my God. I need to ask something like this. I, I think, I think all the shows that I do are fun. Um, I'm not going to let you get away with that, by the way. You can't get away with that. That's not acceptable. You got to pick one. So, so, um, 
So this was really cool. In 2017, the Gun Rights Policy Conference was in Dallas. And I, I had a, someone that loaned me their car. And I, I filmed five shows on that Sunday afternoon at the end of the Gun Rights Policy Conference. And I went to Dealey Plaza with Yehuda Reamer, who's known as the Pew Pew Jew. Yep. Heard of him. And he, he, he let me borrow his car and his wife made a batch of cookies for, for us to eat. <laughs> um, but, but he and I drove down to Dealey Plaza. And, and we drove down the middle lane at 11 miles an hour and we went to the school book depository, which was really cool. And then I filmed two more shows that day or whatever, two more shows later. Um, I picked up Amy Dillon and she's, uh, she's an instructor. Um, she's really cool. We, uh, we got down to Daily Plaza again and the batteries were about to run out on my camera. Mm. So I'm like, oh man. So we parked the car. We both got on Facebook Live. We're walking down the street to the school book depository doing Facebook Live. I'm like, hey, you know, it's Charlie and I'm here with Amy Dillon. And she's like, you guys, I don't know if you guys know who Charlie is. And we went to the school book depository. We went to the exes that are on the street. We, I, I, I like to take a picture with me and, you know, all the cool people and, and put them on my wall in my, in my house. And I put a picture of me and the grassy knoll from, from wow. that time. That's, cool. that's cool. Yeah. Conference. So, yeah. So that was, that one was a lot of fun. Uh, that one's a lot of fun for sure. Do do certainly, you use your own, certainly a little different? Do you use your own car? For, um, so I used to have a Nissan Sentra, and I used that for the uh, for the for the shows that I could. Like I, I've driven to Ohio and filmed shows. I've driven to car uh, to Chicago in that car and filmed some shows and a bunch of shows in uh, Virginia and DC and, and New Jersey and and uh, uh, in Pennsylvania. And uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, I bought myself a new car. I bought a 2014 Dodge Charger, okay, and it had 80,000 miles on it. And so I've had it, I've had it for less than 10 years, and I'm I'm up to 147,000 miles. Wow! So, well, you yeah. not 10 so, years. I mean, 10, like you only had 10 months. You bought it at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, you said? yeah, or the century. Yeah, you had and, and no, no, no. It's, so the Nissan Sentra was in 2010. I sold it with 309,000 miles. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Dodge Charger, I, I, I bought it at, at 80,000 miles. And like I said, I'm at 147,000. Um, and you've only had that for about a year, right? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, a year and three quarters. Yeah, yeah. Well, you obviously like to drive. I, I love to drive as well. Um, I know when I get people in the car for a long car ride, um, I always feel like I get the real them, you know, especially when you're really able to talk to them in a car. Do you, do you find that to be true? This, uh, this is kind of the basis of, of what I think makes my show different than everything else, uh, than every, than other people's shows is that in order for me to do a show, I've got to get someone in the car and we drive around and, and we talk in a car because you can have, you can have a really intimate conversation with someone in the car. Definitely. Um, and not, not that, you know, not that doing these other, um, you know, phone calls and, and, you know, what through zooms or whatever. Um, it's not that it's, 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 not it's different. It's different. Yeah. It's, it's, it is a different level of, um, uh, it's intimacy intimate. because it's, that it's intimate for sure. Yeah. Like this, this person, whoever it is that I'm picking up. And honestly, some of the people that I pick up, I've, it's through a friend and, and we message back and forth and, and then I meet them someplace. I'm like, I have no idea who I'm meeting and they have no idea who they're meeting either. That's, but that's interesting. If, 
yeah. And if they've done their homework, then they know what I look like. And, you know, sometimes I know what they look like and sometimes I don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to say, like, you know, in the communication back and forth with you, you, you are very like responsive. I, you know, I want I want my sh- I want my show to be successful and I want the shows that I'm on to be successful and I want them to go well. And I want to have I want to have some sort of connection. Like I said, I want I want to increase my circle of friends. And, you know, I this is completely ridiculous and self-serving, but I I enjoy going to the gun rights policy conference and seeing people and and being like, hey, remember when we were in Washington? Hey, remember when we talked about this in Phoenix? Hey, remember when we were here and talked about this and we did that? And to me, that's completely ridiculous. But I I like that. So, yeah. Um, I want to have a connection with people so that they can be like, Hey, you know what? We really like Charlie. We like, we like having him on the show. We like, you know, we liked when, when he had on us on his show and, and he's a really good guy. So, you know, I want to, I want to stay on top of things for sure. Yeah, I get it. Cause I mean, like there's, there's certainly some guests that we've had on that, you know, after it was done, like we really haven't stayed in contact for one reason or another, but like, there's some people that like, like we really clicked with and like, you know, still keep in touch with and, you know, and you could tell there was a genuine bond there, even over, over a microphone, you know, so really cool. I noticed that one of your things that you had uh, set out as a goal is to do one in every state. Where's your count at at this point? 30. Okay. I've done, I've done shows in 30 states. I've, um, I have five states, uh, east of the Mississippi and 15 states west of the Mississippi that I have not been to. Okay. Okay. So got to get a little more west. So I do, I do, and I've had I had some friends who are like, dude, you gotta get you gotta get out west. I'm like, those states are big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but Texas, like, you could have some, you know, have a have a, you could probably do 25 shows in Texas. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, get a camper. Oh, get a camper. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. One of the things that I had read when uh, I was um, trying to dig up some dirt on you, Charlie, um, you've been credited with a term called the gun control loophole. And can you tell our listeners? <laughs> can you tell our listeners a little about what it means? I I like the way it was described, and uh, I wanted to see if you, you know you could you could tell our listeners a little bit about it. So the the anti gun folks uh, they like to say that the gun control I'm uh, sorry the gun loophole is buying a gun at a gun show. And right. I, I don't know if you guys have bought a gun at a gun show, but there is no loophole. Um, <laughs> there there is no loophole if you buy something from a dealer. Then the dealer has to do have to fill out the four four seven three. They do the the NIC system, and in states like mine, probably yours as well, they have um, paperwork to transfer transfer the guns back and forth, so the state knows who's got which guns. If you're selling a gun, and you want to uh, you want to sell a gun, you want to be successful at selling it, going to a gun show would be a great idea. So it's a, a private transfer, and you know some some anti gun wackos are pushing for private trans uh, background checks on private transfers, but you don't have to do it. So you can go to a gun show and you can buy a gun from a private individual and it's a private sale. You don't have to do a background check. So that's the gun, uh, the gun, the gun show loophole. The gun control loophole is, is things where the, the anti-gun wackos say, Oh yeah, we believe in the second amendment, but you shouldn't have a magazine that has more than 30 rounds. You shouldn't have a magazine that has more than 15 rounds. Right. You shouldn't have a magazine that has more than 10 rounds. You know, those seven round magazines for your 1911 are fine. Um, you should probably just get a five shot revolver. And if you can't, you know, if you can't shoot three guys that break in your house with a single shot shotgun, then you probably shouldn't own a gun. Anything that the anti-gun wackos 
um, well, you know, well, you can have this, but uh, you shouldn't have an assault weapon. You shouldn't have an evil black rifle. You shouldn't have, you know, all, all this nonsense. It's it's the gun control loophole. To kind of sum up, um, the, the fact that gun le- legislation is written by people who know little about the topic and how it only creates hurdles for us law-abiding gun owners. Yeah. Is really, you know, and, and I just, I'm, I, 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 I'm going to steal it. I will give you credit for it when I say it, I promise. Um, but I'm definitely going to be saying it. Well, you know what it is? It's like, I, I kind of look at it like we have a second amendment. Everyone knows we have a second amendment, but we have mm-hmm. to have these conditions about the second amendment, right? Like we can't just have the second amendment. That would be ludicrous that you could just have a gun for to protect yourself, right? We have to have these any like, gun. Yeah, we have to have these loopholes. Like you, you can have a gun, but it can't have this, or you can have this gun, but it can't have that, right? Or it can't have the term assault yeah. weapon, which we make up, right? We made up for, for the for the purpose of stopping you from having certain things. So those are the loopholes you're talking about. My guns yeah. have never assaulted anyone. Exactly. No, they're it's, it, I, I I love Ted Nugent. You know, I know he's polarizing, and that's probably what I love about him. And he's a musician. Most, so. but. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, he said, if, uh, if guns kill people, then all mine are broken. <laughs> right. Yep. You know, and this is this is why I love Ted Nugent for things like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely polarizing, but he definitely has some gems for I, sure. I had a conversation with uh, somebody recently. I'll just leave it at that. And um, the conversation was it was around AR-15s. And, you know, this person was using it, you know, saying assault rifle. And I I. I you know, was listening, not interrupting, but listening. And they were like, well, it was designed to kill people. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I, I said, so if a gun has wooden stock and wooden forehandle, it's not designed to kill people? Too? Like, I didn't understand. The, and it, it's exactly what we're talking about. It's just, you know, terms used in weird ways to make them feel better about themselves and make them feel... Yeah. It's, I mean, the whole, you know, when Obama started using the whole the weapons of war, dude, the bow and arrow was a weapon of Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> a knife is a weapon of war, for yeah. God's sake. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I try to emphasize this in class. Viruses are weapons we of war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. right. Um, I try to tell people, say, look, um, AR, it's a military style looking rifle. But uh, here's uh, camouflage is military clothing and cargo pants are uh, military that's style a good pants. Point. A yeah. Jeep is a military style vehicle. Oh, you my God. Charlie, what Jeep stands for Charlie. You just you just hit on something I've never realized before. Cargo pants were military design. That means like every dad in America has to like, like if New Balance was made You're by the military. military. Style pants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh I can't so, wait. Like, Next time I see a hunter walking into woods, you're wearing military style. They're clothing. probably on our side, though. <laughs> well, well, possibly. 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 So, Charlie, I want to talk a little bit about uh, some of your accolades here. So you've been a speaker for the Second Amendment Foundation many times over. Uh, you have won Blogger of the Year and were awarded the Defender of Liberty, which I don't know what that is, but it sounds like a big deal. Sounds cool. Yeah, it sounds really cool. Do you... <laughs> Do you feel do you feel like you're an advocate making change or does it feel like at times you're just preaching to the choir and making no change? It uh, I think a lot of times sometimes it does. I think a lot of times it is preaching to the choir, but I um, I like my I like my version of the message. And I, I do think everyone's got their version of. Um, of why they're into to firearms. So I, one of the things that, you know, with the 
riding shotgun and with the gun grams, um, I tell people I want to bring fun ownership to gun ownership. <laughs> you know, there's there's no reason that uh, it's not that shooting isn't fun. It is. Um, or competitive shooting like it's it's all it's all fun. It's all cool. But let's um, let's have a couple of laughs as well. You know? Yeah. I I always say um, that I want to like normalize it in terms of like uh, I just want to make it cool. You know what I mean? And when I say that, like I, I always point to Colleen Noir um, as my <clears> example, because not because of who he is and what he's done in the gun industry, but because, no, because he has a firearm on his bedroom yeah like he just he you know he just has made it not this like stereotypical like kind of like fuddy kind of thing it's it's like he's made it cool you know and i mean his coffee table is just the coolest coffee table ever exactly have you guys ever seen a picture of coleon without a hat no no all right so on 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 my instagram page i put a picture of uh coleon without a hat and a coleon with a hat and i don't tell me he has something along the lines What's that? Don't tell me he has clown-colored hair. No, okay. he doesn't. <laughs> but I, I, I wrote on this, you know, I found it. I've seen, I think there's two pictures of him without a hat on. And I wrote on this, I said, you know what? I used to think that people that couldn't tell Superman was Clark Kent with glasses are idiots. <laughs> until, I, until I saw a picture of Coleon Noir without a hat. It's not him? It doesn't it's look like him? Not at all. That's so <laughs> funny. He just looks like a regular guy. You put the hat on him. Now he's Coley on the wall. That's pretty funny. That is funny. You you mentioned uh, shooting competitions. How do you do you like any type of competitive shooting, even if it's um, you know not you know even if it's not on like a uh, a collegiate or a you know like a high end level, just even locally right. and with friends. I so, um I think every time we go shooting, it's uh, it's competitive shooting. Um, I, I agree with that, especially when I shoot with Mike. I'm always trying to shoot better than him. Of course. Unless it's trap. Um, you don't have to try very hard. That, that's, that's true. I don't have to try very hard at that. <laughs> I went to a um, an IDPA shoot a bunch of years ago, and it was I, – I went I went with my J-frame revolver, and I'm, I'm, I'm a revolver guy. Um, I went with a, my, my five-shot J-frame revolver, and a guy came up to me. He's like, what are you shooting? I'm like, I got my, my J-frame. He's like, ah, you're not going to be very competitive. I'm like, I have the day off of work, and I don't have my kids. I'm here to have some fun, man. And uh, there were a couple of um, eight-inch plates that we had to shoot. Uh, eight, yeah, eight-inch square plates that were supposed to be headlights of a car. And I, I nailed both of them on with one shot each in double action. And then six months later, Later, I went to a bowling pin shoot and this guy came up to me. He's like, hey, I haven't seen you since the IDPA shoot. What are you shooting today? I said, oh, man, I thought I had some 38s, but I don't. So I got my Glock. I got nine, you know, nine millimeter ammo and I'm going to have to shoot my Glock. He's like, oh, oh, I'll go against you if you got your Glock, but not if you got the (laughs) J-frame. Like, all right, cool, man. (laughs) So I want to talk about your gun grams. So for those listeners that have uh, never heard one, a gun gram is where Charlie puts a trumpet it's a trumpet correct yes yeah he puts a trumpet in one hand and plays uh all different tunes all different songs and in the other hand he has a glock and he uses that in harmony with his trumpet and i have to tell you so uh growing up in the 90s high school student in the 90s i loved gangster rap I did not see any gangster rap in your uh, your repertoire, by the way. But uh, I, <laughs> I am also. I did next, I, I, I did next episode as a gun gram. Oh, really? Uh, I, yes. I I hope that you're going to turn the Glock sideways. <laughs> I did. You, you I did? did. Yeah. So, nice. Uh, what, 
So when I, when I took my daughter's, so you ready for this, man? I had to go to the, I had to go to the Goodwill. I found a gray flannel plaid shirt oh, because I didn't want to go yeah. red or blue, or blue. And um, I slicked my hair back. Uh, I put my daughter's selfie stick outside the window. Right. And I got video of me driving my car <laughs> and I put to the range to the T.H.A. to that range. And then I, I fade out and I bum, 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 And as I'm playing that, I pull the gun out. And then at the la da 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 da, I turn the gun sideways. La da 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 da, right? That's awesome. And after I was done. By the way, one of my favorite rap songs of all time. I put the camera on the other side of the car and I put home from that range. <laughs> oh my God. So, all right. So a couple things. So, um, one, I was showing my wife the gun grams and she goes, uh, that doesn't look very safe. <laughs> I said, well, I said, I said, if I was doing it, it would not be safe at all because I would be a total klutz and I would shoot myself. So I said, he clearly is a professional. So it, it should be left to the professionals. Um, so on top of, um, on top of gangster rap, I also uh, am a notorious Kiss Army guy. So when you did Detroit Rock City, oh. I was like, yes, I was like Kiss Army all the way. I loved that one. Um, <laughs> do you have a favorite? Oh, my gosh. I think. Um, was it Barbie? Barbie? The Barbie song? Was that your favorite? <laughs> Barbie girl. I'm a Barbie girl. I did that for my niece. Oh, nice. um, I, I did one over the summer. Somebody, uh, somebody ordered a gun gram and what I, you know, I, if people want a gun gram, I send them a little order form and they, they pay me for them and I do a shout out to happy we birthday can, to someone. You can order them on your website. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so someone wanted, um, paranoid by black Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I was like, Oh my God. So they got this big ding, 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 and I'm like, that's a lot of shooting. It's more than 10 rounds. It's more than 17 rounds. What am I going to do? Right. So I went out and I got I got video of one good shot with muzzle, a good muzzle flash. And I just edited the crap out of it. <laughs> so it looks like I'm shooting a machine gun. Ah, uh, OK. And then I was like, you know what? I've got to uh, I mean, it's Ozzy Osbourne. So I, I went to I went to the local Walmart and I, I could not find a rubber bat. bat. I knew it. Yep. So I found a rubber eagle and I bought a can of spray paint <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I spray painted the eagle black. And of course, the day I go to the range, there's like three cops that are there qualifying. Right. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, man. oh, no. <laughs> so. I, I wait for them to clear out and, and then, you know, I, I've got the eagle on the table and the trumpet and the gun and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, um, I just got to make a little video. And, and um, yeah. I, I think that was one of my recent well, favorite ones. Cause I, I, I put the, I put the black, you know, the spray painted black eagle in my mouth and I, you know, wh- shook my head back and forth and I edited that in slow motion. And uh, <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's it great. How much is a gun gram? Uh, I, I charge people 65 bucks, but I should probably charge more. Okay. Yeah. It's, it feels like a lot of work. It's, it's a lot of work. I mean, sometimes it's, uh, sometimes I can, I can learn the song pretty quickly. Sometimes it's a lot of frigging work. Yeah. And then it's, uh, figuring out when I'm going to shoot and how often I can shoot and when do I have to change magazines? And I mean, it's really stressful stuff, right? Like I mean, counting and, rounds. <laughs> I'm sure people are last minute Larry's, right? So they're like probably calling you and be like, I need a gun gram by tomorrow for my 
mother this <laughs> birthday I, I don't know you know that's what that's what grandma wants she, she wants you know yeah. mom wants a sinatra gun gram yeah yeah i just yeah i'm just I'm, Ooh, you, sinatra a, gun gram that sounds awesome a, do you need a time period like how much time do i need to give you i want to buy mike one. uh it's i mean it, Make it, it all depends it all depends on what the song is and and um i i used to keep uh, I used to keep in my in my trunk. I used to keep a trumpet, a tripod, and 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 a, a, my guns, and you know my and guns with some spare ammo because <laughs> I did have a friend one time, and she's one of my friends, and she's like, "Listen, can you just do a happy birthday gun gram for for my butt?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure. I have the guns in the car. That's fine. So I can I can go out lunch break and and crank it out and you know chop up the uh, video and send it to her, and we're good to go." I feel like you could reuse that though, right? Just like just edit in another name and then let yeah. happy birthday, right? Oh my god! So I I talk with my mentor about this a lot. He's like, just tell him you have these songs, and I'm like, ah, then that gets boring for people that that don't want something, yeah. but still want to subscribe to the channel and watch the videos, you know? Because if you're doing this, whatever, but that's or twenty you, songs and just recycling them. You, well, what I would do that, if I were you is have like your basics and those be sixty five bucks, and then custom ones be a little uh, bit more. Yeah, make, make like, it like a price tier, you know. We'll talk, right? Yes. You, yeah, we'll do talk. you need management? Because we we, we, have just, we we each want one gun gram for that idea. That's right, just one gun gram. <laughs> no, so, it's, it's... so listen, Charlie. This is obviously with well, this. This is a nice little segue into my my question about you being a music teacher. So, you uh, obviously have this skill set because you're a music teacher and you're you 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 gigged and and did a lot of cool stuff in the music industry. But you uh, work in the school in a school system and. For the most part, you're in a, I would say, what's a fairly anti-gun state. So has your advocacy and or your gun grams and all that stuff, has that ever been called into question in your professional circles or has there been support for these endeavors? Like, I feel like I try not to cross the streams. You know what I mean? Like, I try not to let worlds collide. Yeah, we try to. Um, is that a P they, reference or is that a yeah. Ghostbuster reference? I wasn't sure. <laughs> Ghostbusters all the way. It's supposed to be Ghostbusters, but then I'm. It's like, you know, the Seinfeld with uh, worlds colliding, right? Um, I try not to let worlds collide. I don't, I teach at nine, uh, this year I teach at five different Catholic schools. So I go in, I teach and I leave. I don't spend time in the teacher's room. Uh, sometimes I talk to the principal if they seem cool. Um, sometimes, you know, talk with the secretary. Like there are, I'm going to say at the schools I go to, there's a small number of people that know about my secret life and uh, the gun grams they've been watched man i've been saying this for three years they've been watched over 20 million times um all over the world which is only, insane yeah it, it is um the only continent somebody hasn't watched one on is antarctica wow. <laughs> well we gotta fix that yeah so i know right <laughs> well i, I my, my listen i'll tell you what my wife hasn't um her godmother has been all over the world, and she swears. I also have this goal to step foot on every continent, but she swears she's going to do it. If she ever goes to Antarctica, I will make her listen to to one of your gun grams. Dude, I want to have somebody in a parka sit there and be like, "Hi, I'm Mike's grandma or Mike's mother-in-law, and I'm watching one of Charlie's gun grams on Antarctica." We can, we'll- so, Charlie, I, like, does your principal know that you do this? Because how does he not? I mean, it's got to be pretty big at this point. So, yeah, some of the principals do, some of them don't. Um, and I don't, I'm not like, you know, I always, I always tell the kids when I go, you know, pick up these second grade kids to teach them violin. Um, I'm, I'm always like, Hey, I'm the world famous Mr. Cook. And they're like, you're not world famous. You're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Let's, let's, let's play high bonds, kids. So would your, would your recommendation to people who are in similar situations be to just sort of not 
cross streams, not cross streams. And just like, yeah, I, you know, I, like I said, if, if I'm friendly with, with the principals or the secretaries or the teachers, then, you know, Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Um, it's, it's, yeah, I'll, I'll bring it up. I have, there's, there's one teacher that I really don't like. Um, <laughs> And she's a fourth grade teacher at one of my schools. She asked me one time if all of the fourth grade could only play the clarinet uh, because she didn't like me coming every half hour on Friday mornings to get kids uh, out of her class because it was a big interruption for her day. Oh, okay. And so she says, could you, could you, uh, could you like make sure they only play one instrument so they only come out at one time? I said, sure. sure absolutely. Yeah, that'll absolutely. be fine. Yeah. So she's like, okay, great. I said, um, you you have to tell them what instrument they can play because I'm not. Yeah, right. Like you're you're the bad guy, right? You not tell me. them. So if right, so I'm not going to be the bad guy. I'm going to say, hey, listen, you know this teacher, and I'm going to use that phrase, you know, <laughs> loosely. Uh, this woman here um, says that you guys can only play the clarinet, so that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. You know, well, how come? Well, because she doesn't want her interruption in her day. Yeah. You know, so uh, what I I. I wanted this for a few years. I've wanted to, um, like I've, I've got, you know, they call it the B hacks, right? The big, hairy, audacious goal. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I wanted to like my, my bucket list of people to interview is, is of course, Ted Nugent. And then I wanted to, uh, I wanted to do a show with Charlie Daniels and then I wanted uh, to film me taking yeah. a fiddle lesson. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Him. Yeah. And yeah. And I, I wanted to go back to school one year and look at this hen and have her be like, oh, hi, Mr. Cook. How are you? Blah. And then, um, you know, how was your summer? And I'll be like, oh, listen, Check you know, this out, like you had a wonderful time. <laughs> right. Like you you spent time in Newport and on the beach and at Old Orchard Beach reading books. And it's wonderful. What did I do? Um, I shot hogs with Ted Nugent from a helicopter with fully automatic M16s. I took a fiddle lesson with Charlie Daniels. And I played the Star Spangled Banner at a Kid Rock concert. And he gave me a gold um, fiddle. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so I'm here to get the kids for violin lessons. Can you, you mind if you, can you send them? That's cool. Just That's be cool. like, you know? So I, yeah, I, I try not to let the worlds collide, but I, I, they absolutely have. Like I went to, um, uh, I went to school one day. I had the, um, uh, the Mario theme. Gungram was on, uh, on a comedy central show and like it exploded and it ended up on number 27 trending videos. Wow. On YouTube one day. Wow. Yeah. And I went into, I don't, it was on, like, it was on a show that, um, oh my God, Chris Hardwick hosted on Comedy Central. Okay. Yep. And it was called At Midnight. And and I went into school and these kids are like, hey, Mr. Cook, we saw your videos. I'm like, what are you talking about? We saw videos of you playing the trumpet and shooting, shooting a, gun. a gun. And I was like, oh, that sounds dangerous. Why would someone do that? <laughs> I'm like, that's that's not me. And they're like, it looks just like you. And I'm like, all right, listen, the what happened when the a, streams crossed? Was it like Egon thought or was it, I mean, like, you know, it, you know, Ghostbuster, it. It, it ended up okay, but it, it, it ended up okay. I'm like, look, I have, I, I have a different life that I live outside of school and um, you know, well, it's, 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 it, the, the reason why I think Mike and I ask that is because we uh, we mirror you with that. You know, we 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 have lives that are separate from this life. And I I'm sure that people in, in this industry would say that we're not being true because we have this, you know, we're not we're not wearing it on our sleeve every day, all day, wherever mm -hmm. we walk. So although I do more and more every day, I feel like I feel well, like I'm yeah, starting. Oh, to. Yeah, I mean, we're eroding away at it. I agree with that, too. But, you know, we have 
we have lines. Yeah, that, well, you know, although yeah. although things might be crossing, but we're, listen, in this cancel culture, it's it. You have to be careful. Well, I, I, that's my question. Is is my question is, do we all, the three of us, do we feel that we're not being true? You know, like by hiding it in our day jobs. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I admire you guys for. Um, you know, for doing this and, and having having the different lives, and I, I think it's perfectly fine. Um, I mean, we, we do I it under I the guise. Really I mean, you you too. You, you live in Massachusetts. We do it under the guise of living living yeah. in a state that's. I, I don't. I you know what, Keith? I don't think that. Uh, I don't feel that way, and I'll tell you why. Um, there are certain places, whatever it may be. Maybe you're at a funeral. Maybe you're, there's certain places where I do certain things, and then I'll go to another place and I won't do certain things. Forget gun related, just yep. other things, right? Yep. Just not appropriate to talk oh, about. Sure. So it's like you know, at my job, it, like my day job, like it's probably not appropriate to talk about guns. Yep. It just isn't. Yeah, it's not the time or the place. But that yeah. doesn't mean I can't in my private time. That's all I want is my personal life to be sacred. Yep, I, I, I'm agree. It just was something yeah. that, you know. I thought about. It wasn't even something I had written down for tonight. Yeah, obviously, we just started talking about it and just just made me think about. Yeah. I, I'm sure. Like I said, I'm sure there are people in this industry who would say that we're, uh, lack of a better term, being posers. Nah, I don't think so. I mm-hmm. I can think of a couple. Maybe. <clears throat> maybe. So this this is something, uh, and and maybe 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 this will work for you guys. This was my attitude when um, I don't. I try not to, you know, I mean, I joke about being a teacher and, and I, I mention this when I teach classes and stuff, but, um, I, again, I try not to, you know, let worlds collide when they do. Uh, I, I started to realize that I don't want people to ask me and say, are you a gun guy? And I say, yes, I am. And they say, do you carry a gun? And I say, yes, I do. And then they say, let's see it. And the other route is, do you carry a gun? Are you a gun guy? Yes. Do you carry a gun? No. Well, then you don't believe what you what you say. Yeah, yeah. So my attitude has become this. Am I a gun guy? Yes. Do you carry a gun? I don't answer that question. Mm. I don't answer that question because it's none of your business. Yeah. If I say no, you're going to tell me I'm a hypocrite. If I say yes, you're going to ask me to see my gun, and I'm not willing to do either of those. Yeah, so yes, I am a gun guy, and it is a bunch of nunya. Yeah. Well, one one last question for me, Charlie. Um, so you talk about having having gone to the Supreme Court for Heller versus DC. Um, what was that like? Were you, and were you invited or did you just show up? <laughs> so there was uh, there was this thing. It was called Heller Ten, and it was the celebration, the tenth celebration, the ten year anniversary of of Heller. Uh, Heller versus DC. Oh, I thought and, you were there for the actual court case. I misunderstood. No. No, I actually, okay. I remember where I was. And this is one of those, you know, Kennedy was shot things. Um, I remember where I was. My kids were, my kids and I were at the shooting range. I dropped my wife off to do some uh, real estate test or something. She was getting into real estate. I dropped her off. I took the kids to the range. I found out that Heller won. I took a picture of my kids with their targets. And I said, this is how the cooks celebrate the Heller 10, the Heller decision. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah. And then the Heller 10 was, was ten, the 10 year anniversary um, I obviously become friends with a lot of people in the gun community and they were all speaking at this rally. And so I was driving down and, uh, Amanda Suffolk, who's from I on the target radio. Uh, she's an instructor. She's, she's really, she's really awesome. Um, she, I was going down to DC and I was going to hang out with her and she messaged me and she's like, we're at Heller's house. I'm like, that's awesome. That's cool. And then I was like, wait a second. Do, is she inviting me to go to Heller's house? <laughs> or is she just telling me that? 
this. So I drove, I told my kids, I'm like, Amanda's hanging out at Dick Heller's house. And they're like, okay, cool, dad, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I think I might, I think I might be going. I don't know. And they're like, whatever, dad. And then an hour later, Amanda said, here's Dick Heller's address. You can come over. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. So that's cool. I went, I hung out at Dick Heller's house with a bunch of other, you know, a bunch of other pro gun folks. And I went to the rally the next day and there were, there was a big list of speakers and one of the speakers was supposed to be Ted Cruz. And so, uh, so I'm up there, I'm getting videos and pictures and all sorts of stuff. And Amanda came over, she tapped me on the shoulder. She said, come here for a second. I'm like, dude, I'm right down front. And she's like, come back here. I said, okay. And she's like, Ted Cruz isn't making it because the security details freaking out because there were some protesters that were there. So he's not going to speak. I'm like, Oh, She's like, you're taking a spot. You're on in two minutes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm like, what? What? Are you kidding? <laughs> that is That's cool. Crazy. So what it did was, you say? Was, yeah. <laughs> well, I know you go over expecting Ted Cruz, but I'll have to do. <laughs> yeah, right. That's funny. So, right. so Charlie, uh, I want to get to uh, our segment we call Running Gun with you. But where can people find you? Uh, you can, I've got writing shotgun with charlie.com is where you can find all my episodes, but I've got a YouTube channel. I'm on Gunstreamer, I'm on full 30 and I'm on the ops lens app. Uh, if you want to watch the show on video, that's where you find it. And I'm on all the podcast stuff and, cool. as well, Apple podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio. So people are able to listen to the show, um, and they can't watch the show. They can, they can listen to the podcast. Cool. Well, I have the website and I have your social media stuff, uh, in the show notes. So people will be able to find you there and obviously, uh, go check them out. Um, I like it. You know, I've watched, uh, watched a couple episodes and, uh, I definitely think it's a cool concept. So, uh, let's, let's do running gun. You know what running gun is, Charlie? I have, uh, I would not have done my due diligence if I hadn't right. listened to a few shows. I am right. prepared. All right, here we go. Are I'm you... going to beat Tony Simon's score. Well, that's, that's what we want. He's the fastest. Are we ready? Let's go, man. All right. Number let's one, go. what is your favorite gun in your personal collection? Smith and Wesson model 19, uh, 357 Magnum with the six inch barrel. What gun would you buy if money was no object? A fully automatic Tommy gun. If you could have a drink with one person living or dead, who would it be? Louis Armstrong. Favorite caliber. Uh, 38, 357. Favorite hobby, not gun related. Learning how to play the violin. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? To have confidence in myself and to be able to back it up. <laughs> All hell breaks loose. Is it better to be armed or trained? Trained. Is it better to be loved or feared? Loved. Rifle, pistol, or shotgun? Pistol. You're in the worst scenario imaginable. Who do you want to have your back other than your spouse? Amanda Suffolk from I Am The Target Radio. Let's mix it up. That was pretty quick. I don't know if it'd be Tony Simon. I'm going to have to go back and look at that. You have to go back. It was quick. Hey, listen, quick. you guys were pausing when you asked questions, okay? You need to edit that stuff out, man. <laughs> oh, he just, he just blamed me. Yeah. Wow. All well, right, you are right. in charge of the edit. Yeah. I, if, he could, you could sound like that. I'm, 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 I'm going to edit that comment yeah, I, out. I ask a question. There's <laughs> Nobody blames me on my own I show. I'm editing I'm, that out. <laughs> All right, Charlie. So uh, let's mix it up. On this episode, uh, we are going to discuss some best practices, tips and tricks for traveling in a car with a gun. So this is open, free range. It could be anything from comfort stuff, legal stuff, whatever we want. 
Um, Keith, you want to go first? Sure. Actually, uh, it's it's something that um, we we were told to do from the traveling gypsy. Tyler, I was hoping you'd bring this right? up. Yep. And it's uh, oh, I listened. I listened to the show with her today. Yeah, it's uh, FOPA. I did not think to carry that the Firearms Owners Protection Act, and um, I think if you're going to be traveling yes. with a gun, it's a good thing to have in a car with you. I could not remember that. I'm glad you said that because I could not remember the name of it. Yep. Yeah. FOPA. FOPA is what it is. I uh, I refer to it often. Um, she says she uses the USCCA app. Yes. But I use hand. I use handgunlaw.us. I say print it on hard and, paper um, and make them read it. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I, when I first got into it and I was traveling with a gun. That is exactly what I did. I would I would go to handgunlaw.us. I would print out one or two pages that had all the pertinent information. I would put it in a nine by twelve envelope and I would leave it on the console between the um, between the the seats. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So kind of going along with that, I guess I'll bring my, one of mine up. Is uh, Using the USCCA reciprocity map and yeah, that's a good one. and yep. their uh, law summaries. So if you're going through New York, it'll give you a summary of our laws and and kind of the 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 short version, the Reader's Digest version, right? So if that that you, uh, that's a good. Site. If you're leaving New York and driving through Jersey and you forget and you have the oh crap moment, that's yeah. good to know. Yeah, for sure, for <laughs> sure. What about you, Charlie? What do you got for us? I use the HandgunLaw.us, and there's a couple reasons. Um, what I like about handgunlaw.us is it shows you the states that accept the non-resident permit as well. Oh, okay. And to me, yeah, to me that's important because I teach the Utah class and Utah, uh, some states accept the Utah permit from residents, but not from non-residents. Oh, that's, yeah. I did not know and that. It, it is, and I, I will tell you this, nothing against the USCCA. Um, I, I, I tried to talk Tim Schmidt into to getting behind the stagecoach across America. And that's why I like handgunlaw.us because USCCA doesn't have that. And uh, U.S. Law Shield doesn't have – I don't know if the U.S. Law Shield has, has that or not. But here is what I do know. I know that on handgunlaw.us, the blue states you can carry in, the red states you cannot carry in, and the tan states you can carry in if you're a resident from wherever wherever that state is. Okay. And they have, uh, they have a little thing so you can – Create a reciprocity map. Uh, create, uh, create a reciprocity map and click on the states where you have permits, and it will show you the states you can carry in. But you do have to see if they'll accept the uh, resident or non-resident permit. Gotcha. So one of my uh, favorite tips and tricks is I, and I'm guilty of one of the of not doing this in the fact that I have it in my car, but not my wife's car. I need to fix that. But I always have a lockbox. It's actually built into my center console in my F-150. And the reason I have it is if you go to uh, anywhere where maybe you, you can't have a pistol or shouldn't have a pistol. So I'll give you an example. My wife and I go out to dinner. Uh, you know, normally, like, if we're going somewhere, I'll carry. If I'm carrying, I carry. But if I'm like, you know what, I'm going to indulge tonight. I'm going to have a few drinks and I'm going to let loose. I'm like, eh, I don't really feel comfortable carrying. I, I shouldn't be carrying. It's not responsible. And I will lock it in the in that console. And it's a steel box. It would be hard to get into. You have into. to steal the truck. Just you have to steal the truck. Exactly. You better luck with that. So, <laughs> yeah, and, and they sell cheaper ones. That's that's a great plan. Yeah. So I, that's one of mine. Um, I mean, is a tip and trick just don't get pulled over? Well, here, here's one actually I'd like to discuss. Charlie, I'd like, I'd like your, your uh, yeah, feedback. Let, let her drive is the key. Yeah. So, Charlie, if you're in a state where you are not required to inform the officer, do you inform them anyway or do you not? Mm -hmm. My policy, um, I've, I've evolved as a gun owner. At first, when I was new, I was like, oh, my God, I'm absolutely going to tell the police. And yeah. now I'm like, yeah, no. 
Uh, don't you. ask, don't tell. It's a bunch of nunya. And and here's why. Um, my First of all, my standard line is if you have to tell the police, you say, officer, I have a license to carry and I'm currently doing so. How would you like me to proceed? Yeah, right. Because you're telling the police officers that you are a good guy or a good gal, that you've, you've got your good guy or good gal permit, that you have a gun on you and that nobody wants to get shot. Yeah. I waver on this because when I first started out, it was absolutely yeah, yes. Yeah, you were pretty strong on that. Then it was, not, nah, none of your business. And then it was, and mm-hmm. I wait, I go back and forth. On this. And then it was, I'm going to tell them because a lot of times they A, appreciate and they go, this guy's a pretty good guy because he can get a pistol permit in New York. And they kind of, you know what, here's your license. Well, you said have you've gotten day. off of your- I've gotten off of tickets. Yeah. yeah. They've, gone, they, they've actually said like, thank mm. you for telling us, you know, just slow down, whatever. And, and they've let me go. So now I'm on the fence. Yeah. Yeah. So my my attitude is this. And I I tell this to students when I teach classes. There are pro-gun police. There are non-gun police and there are anti-gun police. Yeah. Mm. And you don't know who you're getting. And I I, you don't. You have no idea. You have no idea. Any other any other tricks or anything, Keith? Comfort stuff? Oh, comfort stuff. Yeah. I mean, I do not like to uh, to travel on body. Most of my cars have have a place where. I can store something and be able to get it readily, but I have seen really cool things that you can, you know, easily attach to the side of um, your strong hand and be able to just slide, you know, like a mounted holster, mounted holster. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. And uh, those, those seem very, very feasible. If if that's something that that you wanted to do, I'm fortunate to have a place where most of the time I can reach it and and, and be able to get it at it very easy. But, but I don't like to carry on body. So comfort thing, I, I almost always take it off body when I'm in a car. What about you, Charlie? Any comfort tips? I, um, I, I, again, going back to being a teacher, I've I've had people. I showed this video in the Utah class where a guy comes over and starts bashing the crap out of someone's car, mm-hmm. and he starts on the passenger side, goes over to the driver's side, breaks some windows, hits the corner panels, does all sorts of damage, yelling all sorts of things that you can probably say on podcast, but you shouldn't. And um, and I've had people say, okay, there's no right answers, no wrong answers. Could you shoot this guy? And people will say, yes, I would shoot him. No, I wouldn't shoot him. Yes, I would shoot him if the kids were in the car. Mm. So you get all sorts of answers. And to the people that say, yes, I would shoot him, you know, I give them the whole, if you would shoot him, when would you do it? And then the second thing is, have you ever practiced, where do you carry? And have you ever practiced from draw- drawing from there yeah. when you're sitting in your car? True. So with with my job, back to going to, back to, um, uh, are you a Second Amendment guy? Are you carrying a gun? Or are you not carrying a gun? Uh, I made this decision that I'm going to carry a gun every day where it's it's legal. And I carry to my schools. I don't carry in my schools. So I keep the gun locked in my car. And because of that, a crossbreed holster is hard to, to you know, take out off yeah. on the inside of your car without undoing your pants. So I've, I'm going to say for the last four years, I've, uh, I've gone with a Galco ankle holster. Oh, okay. Because yeah. it's easy on, easy off. And you comfortable, can, You right? can do it at a stoplight, and nobody knows that you're putting to putting it on or taking it off. I've considered that for. I have a small snub nose that I carry in like the summer, and I've I've considered considered that just as like a backup place to carry it. But it makes a lot of sense in a car. Yeah. You definitely don't want to be caught pulling your pants down around a school. That no. is for sure. Yeah. That's right. a bad, especially bad Catholic idea. schools. Especially Catholic yeah, schools. Yeah, bad idea. So I have one last, <laughs> one last little trick, and I actually uh, 
have never put into practice, but I think I'm going to start. And that is photocopying your permit and your driver's license and keeping them together. And the rationale behind this was uh, a couple things. You lose your permit, right? You lose your wallet. Mm -hmm. Well, at least you have something that says like, I'm not just a criminal with a gun. Um, And one time I had my gun in the glove box and we were at a barbecue and my wife I wasn't thinking. I had a couple beers, and my wife was like, "I'm going to go run to the store," and she took my car with my gun, mm. and she doesn't have a permit for it. And I said, "At least then she oh could my. say, like, look, look, here's my husband, a copy of his permit and his license, like same last name, like this is my husband's gun, and it would at least probably keep her somewhat safe." So I think having a copy of your permit is a good idea. You guys like to live dangerously. <laughs> that yeah, I mean, I, I well, I don't think that was a purpose. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, it wasn't. Right. It wasn't on purpose. It just happened. Like I was drinking beers with my buddies, and she was like, "Oh," it said to her friend, "Like, oh, I'll uh, I'll drive," you know, and it just like why mm-hmm. the streams got crossed. Yeah, the streams got. Yeah. Crossed. I I do think it is a good idea. I actually left my gun. I don't know how this happened, but my gun license fell out at my library, uh-huh. and. And I went back in. I'm like, uh, I think I lost my library on uh, my my, my library my card here. And they're like, oh, <laughs> oh man! I had funny. to use my gun license as ID recently, and I was I did not want to Dude, do it. I I do it every time. If somebody says, "Can I see your license?" My answer is, "Yeah, my driver's license or gun license." That's okay. good. I don't, I don't crack a smile. I don't laugh. I don't do a thing. And last Christmas. Uh, last November, I got a carry on a relic license so I can become a gun collector. And I'm oh. using air quotes when I say that. And once I got that, I was able to apply for a machine gun license. And I spent a hundred bucks and I got a machine gun license. Oh. And I've, I've, I've had it since January, but I've never had, I, when people say to me now, can I see your license? I want to say, yeah, my driver's license, my gun license, or my machine gun license. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's got to be cool. Very Which cool. I like. I'm getting a bottle of whiskey. You, I can have a machine gun. You think whiskey would be uh, lower down in the hierarchy of things I can have. Right. Well, I think it's time for the boys to sit around and shoot the shit. All right. So in this episode of Shooting the Shit, we are going to talk about the best and the worst cities or towns in America. And uh, I know I got two guys who like to drive a lot. I said, you know what? Let's talk about some of the places we've been. So what I want to do is for each of us, we'll do round robin. Uh, best city or town, worst city or town, and then I want one great food from either. So if the food was from the worst, maybe the city sucked, but the food was good, one food you should have. So, um, Charlie, you want to lead off? I don't. I want you guys to go first. All right. I, I, I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. Um, so my best city is actually uh, New Orleans. I knew you were going to say that. I, I love New Orleans. I don't want to live there. It's not the best city to live in, but it is a great place to visit. I love it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a, I've been there a few times. I consider myself a little bit of an expert at New Orleans. I love the crawfish and I love the jambalaya. That stuff's all good. But I'm going to give you a hot tip that I just learned. They have a tamale man. He's a little, small Spanish man, older man. You learned this on your last trip, right? Yes. Yeah. And he walks around and you'll hear him go, I love you, baby. <laughs> and that's the tamale man. And 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 he, you just have to find him. Like we saw him on a tour and the guy was like, he's great. And then later that night I was like drinking and I was super hungry and I hear, I love you, baby. And I was like, oh, I got to get one of those. Tamales. And it was phenomenal. In- I love you too. Bring me a tamale. Exactly. <laughs> and and this listen, this is a pro tip. This is how pro I am. His phone number is 
957-4617. And when you're in New Orleans, you can call that number. And the one night he was like, no, baby, I'm home on the couch right now. <laughs> but you can call him and ask him like when he's going to be out and where he's going to be like hanging out. And, and you can go get yourself a tamale. That's so like, that's cool. Yes, yeah, so that's my my best. That is awesome. Well, uh, you know, Charlie, one of my favorite cities is Boston, Massachusetts. I, oh, nice. I have friends in, in Massachusetts and I've been going there since my college years and I, I it's one of my favorite places to visit um the best food it's in for me when i go there it's not in boston unfortunately but it is in massachusetts it's in lowell and it's called uh, the owl diner and they have on occasion if you can time it right lobster eggs benedict Ooh. and it's outstanding i love that i love like seafood eggs benedict that's wow good. All right, Charlie. Charlie, you're up. We call it. We call it L.A. We call it L.A. The Lowell area. Oh yeah, Lowell area. I listen. I spend a lot of time in Lowell, man, and and that ain't the best city, but uh, you know, there's some cool spots, and I've had a lot of fun in Lowell. That's for sure. Nice, Charlie. Best city. Yeah. Uh, You know what, man? I love Chicago. I love. I I I just love Chicago, and and you get a sausage there, you get a pizza there. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, Chicago hot dogs are cool too. It's like yep. different than any other hot dog. Yeah, I went to a, a place in Chicago once that uh, I don't remember the name of. It. I wish I could. And um, you order your hot dog, and while you're ordering, they're insulting you. Oh yeah, I was there. I yeah, know yeah, where that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there. Yeah, and it was that was a blast because I had I, I ended up. It was one of these uh, dream nights. I, I had a fr- I ended up being in Chicago, a friend from high school who I hadn't seen in many years, who worked for the NBA. He was there, and I was partying with these NBA guys all night. Oh, that's and cool. That's where we ended up at the end of the night was this place. We're all hammered drunk, and we're getting insulted ordering hot dogs. Yeah, it's like a little hut, right? <laughs> yeah, a little like, hut yeah, on the yeah, side yeah, of the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on my list of things to do when I was in Chicago, yeah, too. Yeah, that was cool. Very cool. All right, so my I, worst... I find that place. Yeah, yeah you, I, I, if you I, I, Google it, you'll find it. Yeah. He's going to look it up right now. So my worst city, honestly, it was a friggin' tie. So my first one is Seattle. The Wiener Circle. Wiener Circle. There you go. Um, And and the other one is New York. I, I don't like New York at all. No, it's, uh, that that's actually my my least favorite. Is that your city? least favorite? Yeah. It's, I it's, mean, there are some things I really, I, 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 you know me, I like history. So yep. the National Museum of History is awesome. But overall. But but overall, I'll I'll, I'll, t- I'll leave it. Yeah. Overrated. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, crowded. Don't like it. Yeah. But I do like Peter Luger's for, for the food. Peter Luger's. I'm a big Peter Luger's steakhouse sure. guy. So. Uh, all right. Well, that's we both agree on that. Charlie, what about you? Worst. Worst place? I don't know. I I wish I had better stories. I I I do travel a lot. I I, I I'm pretty low end when it comes to food. Like, I mean, I, I've been I, to some pretty rough neighborhoods in West Virginia. I've been to some yeah. pretty rough neighborhoods in the Appalachian Mountains in like Kentucky, Frax, mm-hmm. Kentucky area. Um, you know, I, I like to go to some place and and when you order steak and they ask you if you want to put uh you know a1 on it or something i'm like you don't need to put anything on it if you cooked it well yeah right (laughs) exactly yeah yeah. no i i I definitely agree with that i'm I'm, i'm i I like anthony bourdain and i love eating in places that are just a little seedy yeah just a little bit of risk in my oh yeah i when (laughs) when i did my cross-country tour one of my things was to get like a like a cool hot dog in every place because I just like like simple street food. You know, well, Kansas City. Oh, I, cool. I went to Kansas City and on uh, on an Anthony Bourdain episode, they he had the best barbecue was out of a gas station, and I literally we landed. I was with a couple coworkers, <laughs> we rented a car, and they were like, uh, "I think we're going the wrong way." I was like, "No, no, no, we're going exactly where we need to go." <laughs> oh my god! I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, I, I'll I'll admit this, man, and and this is very. This is how white trash I am. 
Every time I'm in the South, I go to the Waffle House. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, anytime, yeah, I, yeah. anytime I'm near. Well, I like hot chicken in Nashville. Pe- hot chicken in Nashville is like, woo, pecan, I love hot chicken. Pecan waffles and uh, and a couple eggs at Waffle House with yeah. uh, smothered smothered uh, potatoes. You like chicken and waffles? Chicken yeah, waffles. Chicken waffles is good. Oh, yeah. so good, so good. Oh man, so it's, good! It's, I, I went to a Waffle House this morning. I, I I get a I get a I get a cup of coffee. I put my business card on there. I get a picture of it, and um, I I took my daughter to Nashville. She's she's going to college in Nashville, oh, so lucky. we stopped at a. Uh, we get to Nashville and we got up the next day, and, and there's a Waffle House right next to the hotel. And I'm like, we got we got to go here. And she's like, why? Like, isn't this food gross? <laughs> I'm like, it is, and that's the best part about it. <laughs> I don't. I definitely don't disagree. All right, Charlie. Well, I want to thank you for coming on the show and hanging out with us and, and talking about gun grams and, you know, all the stuff that you're doing. It's it's uh, it's a really cool concept that you're working with. Right. Like it's different than everything else. And uh, I really appreciate sort of that intimate conversation that you're trying to, to get with people. So thank you so much for being on the show. Next time we see Charlie, it's going to be in a car. Yeah, baby. Well, listen, thank you guys for having me on. And you guys are only in upstate New York. It's not that far. I'll come down. Let's do it. We're going to do it. it We're going to make it happen. To everyone listening, we want to thank you again for taking time out of your day to tune into our show. You can find links in the show notes to all of our social media. So be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so we can keep the conversation going.